With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawks Field at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Wrapping up hour number one here on Hurt at Sports Radio. I'm Robbie Gula. Connor Cavillac is here with me. I want to go soft A on that last one so badly. Oh, yeah. You're, you're fine. Cavillac. You're doing it perfect. Cavillac. Yeah, you're doing um, it perfect. So uh, TK, one of our uh, loyal YouTube uh, listeners here, has a very important question for you. Okay. Perhaps the most important question you'll be asked, certainly on this show, but maybe in your life. Oh, no. How do you feel about the band Creed? Oh, I actually love Creed. Thank you. Yeah. Thank I actually you. love Creed. We have another Creed junkie here. Terrific. That's that's the best answer. I I might have made you leave if you answered that correctly. <laughs> Just take the headset off. Walk out. Um, Travis uh, was was with arms wide open. With arms wide open. Love it. Uh, was commenting that he was picturing you in a shoebox, or maybe I was picturing you in a shoebox. Uh, so you guys both love Creed. Oh yeah, Creed, yeah, Creed's the best. Thank you, dear baby Jesus. Um, <laughs> Ron Kellogg III is apparently a community builder for i think lincoln public schools i assume that's what lps means I so, think so uh <laughs> tk goes one of us one <laughs> of us uh so terrific news on the creed stuff there uh we're about to get into Dion sanders here um and Dion on on the youtube channel different Dion, not sanders sure. spelled differently uh, says I was one of the few that called it on Sanders when he was cool. Um, and, I, and I don't just say that because he's saying I'm right, although that doesn't hurt. Uh, but also because the shine off of Deion Sanders has worn pretty dramatically pretty quickly. And the reason I bring it, this up now is because the thing that we heard last night from Caden Robertson, who was a linebacker there, I think he was only there for a semester under Dion. I, I think he might have left after spring ball, if I under if I am lining things up correctly from what he was talking about with Jason Whitlock yesterday. Um, was 
the thing that he was talk that Caden was talking about was the same thing that bothered me in the moment because I my biggest issue was the way he was handling players' lives, right? And and that went back to when he goes in and he's basically like having these really personal conversations about cutting guys and making guys move on and stuff on camera. And like this is this this is these guys' lives, right? Like yeah. this is he says he's all about the kids and he says he's all about like doing what's right for these guys and stuff like that. And maybe he is for some of them. But you've seen it on like hard knocks and stuff before where they try and handle that situation. And maybe it is just for the camera, right? Yeah. But they try and handle that situation with as much like care and delicacy as they possibly can. Because this, whether it's hard knocks, whether it's college football at Colorado, whatever it is, this is these guys' lifelong dreams. They have been working for this their entire life. And to just go in there so cavalierly and say, hey, you're not good enough for me, get out. That just hit me the wrong way, and it always will. And the part of the reason that it bothered me so much, and we got a little bit of a peek behind the curtain with Caden Robertson, part of the reason it bothered me so much is, have you ever been like out with like a friend and his girlfriend or something or a friend and his wife or whoever, and they kind of like start bickering a little bit in public. Mm -hmm. And you're like, this is super uncomfortable. And part of the reason it's uncomfortable for me, other than like I I don't like watching people like argue and fight in front of me, is especially like a couple, is if that's what they're like in front of people, what is it like when no one's around? Yeah. Because if it's it's bad enough to make me (laughs) uncomfortable – and you're comfortable doing that in front of me, what does it look like when there's no one there? And that was the same thought process I had with Dion. I was like, if this is how he is, if he's this okay with, with players being disposable to him Public. on camera, yeah. publicly, what is it like when no one's watching? And we heard a little bit from Caden Robertson what it was like, how he made himself super unapproachable, that he never had a conversation with Dion, ever. How Dion either has a floor mat or a sign or whatever that says, did I ask you to come in? Or, or basically, don't come in unless asked. Like, all of, some of these things start lining up with the way I felt about Dion before. Now, and this is where I'll ask you to, to check me if I'm wrong here. Is, is that a big deal? Is it confirmation bias for me? Like, how, how did that, how did you process that? So, I will tell you right now, I have unashamedly been a hater. Okay, uh, fair. Since, since day one, I just had this belief that I had, we actually talked about this last time on the podcast, having a mindset over money approach. And I think with Dion, what you see is this money mindset approach, where it is about how are we going to rake in enough, you're going to get that attention. Um, and then, yeah, when you make that money and that attention your main focus, you do start to separate yourself from your players. You're going to see less people coming back. You're going to see massive decommits in the 24 and 25 classes. You're, I mean, you already are. Right? Yeah, exactly. So to me, if, if I'm a part of that program, it's a massive deal. Mm-hmm. As a Nebraska fan, it's simply entertaining. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That, that's, but, yes, I, I do think it's a big deal that Dion is at least allegedly acting like that to his team and – potentially staff well and it it 
it bothers me because and maybe it's because I used to coach in college a little bit or whatever obviously at a much lower level but like I know how much it means to those guys yeah absolutely right and the fact that he again treats them as disposable is how I felt when I saw those first videos of like hey like I'm bringing Louie, so I don't need you, like, exactly. whatever. Like, I'm bringing my own luggage, so, like, you are you can go. If you're not about this, then get out of here. And, like, all of those conversations that he had on camera publicly, and there was a part of me that was like, okay, maybe he's only saying that because he's on camera. Like, maybe in private moments he's much more, like, delicate about how he handles yeah. things, much more caring. And that's what I hoped it was. But again, I go back to my analogy of like when you're out to dinner with another couple, usually they're not putting on a show for you, right? Yeah. It's this is a microcosm of the real thing that's happening behind closed doors. And that's what it felt like with Dion to me. And that seems to be. And again, in a vacuum, those things, maybe not the biggest deal in the world. Sure. Like you could talk me into hey, like, Dion has open office hours during these times. When it's outside of those times, he's got these other commitments. He really has to focus and buckle down. And he, you know, maybe he's got a little ADHD. He gets distracted real easily with people walking by. Like, you could make that argument if this is the only thing. Yeah. Right? If this is the only thing. But in the context of everything we've seen about Dion, it is a real hard sell that this is not a, another symptom of the Dion problem. Yeah. It's just a cultural issue. That's, yeah. That's what it is. And it, it ultimately stems from Dion. It is. And it's – I know people at the beginning of the year were super frustrated about, first, Colorado beating Nebraska, sure. but also about them starting 3-0 and and them getting the national headlines and, and all this. But that was fool's gold. I and mean, we talked about it last week. Colorado didn't beat a team with a winning record. No. Not one. They only won four games, which, by the way, fewer than Nebraska. If you know, you yeah. want to check out, like fewer than Nebraska, and they're in, I think, dramatically worse shape moving forward. Oh, one hundred percent. Than Nebraska, yeah. yes. Like they're in, they might be worse next year because I think you're going to have a hard time getting that same number and level of transfers to come into Colorado after what they just saw. Yeah, after everything that's happened so i know some people are like oh man we should have hired dion god no like you might not be a matt rule guy and that's fine if you want to have a conversation about like luke fickle versus matt rule or, or whoever else sure sure but don't bring dion into this conversation because culturally that is not what Nebraska's about and this is listen my man I- i'm i'm glad that he got a shot because I genuinely didn't know if he was a good football coach at, at Jackson State. Or How could you? Like, I knew he got better players than everybody else, which was impressive. Yeah. To get the level of players he got at Jackson State was incredibly impressive, right? Very. And so I was like, okay, like, yeah, he deserves a shot. He's done really well there. But I feel like we found out that the Dion from his playing days, the Dion from TV and all that kind of stuff is kind of still the same guy we're getting now. Yeah, and it wasn't an act. That's a problem. <clears throat> And maybe it is an act, but it's become so much part of who he is that I'm not sure he could drop it if he wanted to. Yeah. It, what's insane to me, and 
football unrelated, but talking about the, the character of Dion throughout the season, ranking his kids publicly. Yeah. It, that is an insane move, right? It, no, it's totally nuts. And I think people thought it was a bit. And I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I don't. Because he kept updating them. Yes. And there was some movement near the end of the season there. <laughs> <laughs> I had my MVP odds in, and you, my Lord, was I, I wrong. Did you put a, a little prop bet in on yeah. Dion's kids? I had Shadour plus 200, <laughs> and he drops down to number two. <laughs> was it the social media kid that he had to yeah. do number one? <laughs> we all know Shiloh wasn't going to get it. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a wild move. If you're just openly raking your children... Tough. Yeah, tough, tough. tough. Um, that's all I've got on Dion. I don't want to talk about Dion anymore, uh, but I felt it needed to be brought up. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk to our friend Michael Severe. He is the director of the Jet Foundation. We will talk to him about the Jet Award. The semifinalists came out, and we will get to that on Herd Sports Radio. Coming up next. <laughs> 